the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is not. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. Amen. Psalms 100 is our text. Psalms 100 is our text. Psalms 100, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. And from this particular passage of scripture, we want to preach this morning God's requirement for praise and thanksgiving. God's requirement for praise and thanksgiving. As worshipers, God requires that we give attention to how we approach the house of God to worship his holy name. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is a majestic God. Our God is King, Savior, and Lord. And therefore, we must prepare our body, soul, and spirit before coming into his presence to worship God in his sanctuary because there is a prescribed way in which we must worship our Lord. Our Lord is not going to accept any kind of worship. There's a prescribed way of worshiping the king of glory. In Psalms 100, in this text, the psalmist celebrates Israel's special relationship with God and summons worshipers to praise the Lord for his faithfulness. With that being said, how does God require us to praise and worship him? What is the prescribed way of praising and worshiping our God. Number one, God requires joyful celebration and worship of him. In this Thanksgiving season, we have a whole lot to be thankful for. We just heard all those prayers and they were prayers of thanksgiving. A lot of times we come before God uh, petitioning him for what we want and asking him for deliverance. But when do we come before him and just simply thank him for who he is and for what he has done? 
Number one, God requires joyful celebration and worship of him. The scripture says in verse one, look at the text. We're coming straight from the Bible. Make a joyful noise. Say joyful. Make a joyful noise, a joyful shout unto the Lord, all ye lands. In other words, what is that verse saying? No one is exempt from praising God. Absolutely no one is exempt from praising God. Therefore, this is a call to praise the Lord with a joyful shout. This verse is a universal call to praise the Lord. The call to praise God is not just for the nation Israel only, but even for Gentiles and nations not yet born. When the psalmist, uh, when David penned this psalm, America was not even born. Many nations were not even born. And yet here we are praising God, even though we were not in existence as a nation when this passage was penned. True believers in every nation must take delight in celebrating the Lord who is king and God. And even in Islamic countries, even in uh, uh, Hindu, uh, predominantly Hindu countries and and other countries uh, where they have other kinds of religions, there, there are true believers who know the Lord, who are trusting God. Now, they may be in secret, they may be hiding, uh, they may be having... Uh, they may be persecuted for their faith, but, uh, but there are believers underground in these regions that are worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And let me tell you something. God wants his praise whether we are in a country that does not believe in Christianity or whether we're in a nation that believe in Christianity. As a matter of fact, even America is becoming more and more anti-God. A moment of silence. I don't need a moment of silence. I need a moment of prayer. Amen. I, want, I don't want to just, I don't just t- take my hat off for what? I don't take my hat off for silence. I'm going to leave my hat on. I want to take my hat off for actual prayer, and I want prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name, say in the name of Jesus. We pray to God through the spirit in the name of Jesus. That's how you pray. You pray to whom? To God. Huh? Through the spirit in the name of Jesus. No one is exempt from praising God. Therefore, this is a call to praise the Lord with a joyful shout. This verse is a universal call to praise the Lord. This call to praise is not just for the nation Israel, but even Gentile nations not yet born. True believers in every nation must take delight in celebrating the Lord who is our God, Savior, and King. Even in heaven, believers from every nation of the world uh, will celebrate our King, Savior, and Lord. Not only are we to celebrate Thanksgiving every day here on earth, but even when we get around the throne of God, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving with the King of glory. You say, in heaven we're going to have Thanksgiving Day? Every day. If, listen, matter of fact, it's not even time in heaven anyway. So forever we will have thanksgiving with the Savior. 
Uh, you say, where is that in the Bible? Let me just show you. It's in the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 12. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 12, it says, After these things I looked, says John, and behold a great multitude which no one could number. Look, of all nations, of all tribes, peoples, and tongues. Look at that. They're celebrating Jesus, the lamb, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Verse 10, and crying out with a loud voice. You know, the psalmist said in, in Psalms 100, make a joyful noise. Here it is in heaven. We're not going to be singing uh, amazing grace. No, we're going to be saying amazing grace. How sweet the sound. We're going to bring it out with a shout to the glory of God. Amen. With a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Verse 11, all the angels stood around the throne. Can you imagine that? All the angels, multitudes, stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on the face before the throne and underline this, and worship God. When you give thanks, you are worshiping God. And here's what they were saying. Amen. (laughs) Blessing and glory and wisdom. What's that next word? Thanksgiving. I told you we're having Thanksgiving in heaven and Thanksgiving. This is a prelude. Uh, Listen, this is just an introduction of the ultimate Thanksgiving around the throne of God as we praise Jesus for who he is, being God of Lord of Lords and King of of Kings. Blessings and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Who else can be ascribed all of this? Who else can get all the glory, all the wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might? Nobody. Be to our God. Who is our God? Jesus Christ. How long? Forever and ever and ever. Listen, an eternity of thanksgiving in heaven throughout all the ages. And then it concludes with amen. Since God is our creator and king, there's a coming day of reckoning when all who refuse to worship and acknowledge God as king and Lord will bow down and worship him when they see him face to face. Now, you got some people, they don't want to recognize Jesus as Lord. They don't want to bow the knee to Jesus. They don't want to honor him now. They don't want to believe that Jesus is God now. And they, but I tell you what, you either bow now or bow later and still go to hell, but you're going to bow. I'd rather bow on this side, call on the name of Jesus, recognize him as my Lord and my God, and go straight to heaven 
than to disown him now and shake my fist at him now and say, I don't believe in you, God. And then when the dead, uh, the unrighteous dead are raised and they stand before God and they will see him for who he is. He said, I'm the one you wouldn't recognize as God. Now bow. And they will bow and acknowledge him as God and then go straight into the eternal flames. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11 says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee, underline that, every knee. Every knee, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue shall confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father, the Father. So number one, how does God require us to praise and worship him? Number one, God requires joyful celebration and worship of him. Secondly, it is impossible to genuinely praise and worship God apart from a heart that is filled with gladness and singing. It is impossible to genuinely worship God apart from a heart that is filled with with gladness and singing. The scripture says in verse two, serve the Lord. To serve the Lord is to worship the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. All right? Uh, If you come in here and you're not glad about being in here, that disqualifies your worship. Not only should you come in here glad, but you ought to come in here singing. No one have to force you to sing. Listen, you're not spectators. We are all participants. We're to worship God corporately in the name of Jesus. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. God requires his people to come joyfully into the house of God to worship him. Without a spirit of gladness, we cannot genuinely worship or praise our Lord. I've never seen miserable, angry saints sing joyfully. I said again, I've never seen miserable, angry saints sing joyfully. Now, I've seen them gossip. I've seen them grumble. I've seen them criticize. I've seen them be selfish. I've seen them be negative. I've seen them be messy. I've seen them backbite. I've seen them slander. But believers who are unhappy typically do not sing joyfully because they do not possess gladness in the heart. When your heart is filled with praise and adoration to God, you will be moved by the Spirit of God to sing a song unto the Lord. Every believer should have a song to sing. I say it again. Every believer, if you know that you know that you know the Lord, you ought to have a song to sing. How many of you know you're saved without a doubt and all the demons in hell can't make you doubt the validity of your salvation? Then you ought to have a song to sing. What's your song? Is it amazing grace? How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me? Uh, is it blessed assurance Jesus is mine? Is it how great thou art? 
art is a precious Lord. Take my hand, lead me on, help me stand. Is it sooner we'll be done with the troubles of this world, going home to be with the Lord? I want Jesus to walk with me. Swing low, sweet chariot coming to carry me home. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. That verse later on it says he walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I am his own. What's your song? You say I can't sing. If you can talk you can sing. If you can talk, you can sing. If you can talk, you can sing. It didn't say anything in the passage about singing off key or on key. It didn't talk about keys. It it says make a joyful noise. Make that joyful noise. It can be off key. You you got some folk can be in the choir and they can sing beautifully and then go cuss you out. God will not hear that. God will hear that. They can sing beautifully and won't even speak, but you, you might not sing so well, but you can speak to your brother. You can speak to your sister. You're, you're gentle. You're kind. You're loving. You're gracious. You're giving. You might be singing off key, but he's, he'll accept your off key singing because you bless him with your heart. You bless him with your attitude. You bless him with your disposition. You bless him with your behavior to the glory of God. So he said, I will even take your off key singing because you honor me off key. Ooh, come serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing when your heart is filled with praise and adoration to God you will be moved by the spirit to sing a song to the Lord beloved people places and the things of this world system cannot bring true gladness people places And the things of this world cannot bring true gladness. Now, I know some of y'all like golf. You love it. But if you play golf every day and all those rounds, after a while, you just get tired. I'm tired of this. I don't know whatever place you like to go. Uh, I don't know what what, uh, the uh, the French Riviera, uh, Hawaii, uh, New Zealand, Australia. uh, I don't know. uh, Italy. Uh, wherever you like to go. But after you've been there a while and, you, and, you, and you've, you've, you've done all you can do and everything, after a while, it's time to go, to go home. You, you're glad to go, but you're glad to what? Go home. I, I, I can only stay somewhere so long, and then after that, I can go to California. I can go, I've been to Mississippi. I've been to Alaska. I've been to New Jersey. I've been to Washington, D.C. I've been to Georgia. I, I've been to Canada. But after a while, I want to go home. You see, I want to go home. You know, eh, even in the bar, some, some of y'all like to go to happy hour. Happy hour. I just wish the church would have a happy hour without the liquor. We come in here an hour, but we ain't happy. That's right. 
<laughs> Listen, when you're full of God and when you're full of the word and when you're full of the, the spirit of God, you will exude with the joy of God to the glory of God. Beloved people, places and the things of this world system cannot bring true gladness. Only receiving Christ and possessing a deep communion with him bring gladness of heart. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence, not the gambling casino. In your presence. A-T-T center watching the Spurs. In your presence. Present. You know, the Spurs are sending you on a ro- uh, emotional roller coaster. My son and I went to the went to the game. We we went out to eat and just had some father son time, and we were eating there eating some uh, Italian food. And I said, "Okay, uh, Rand, it's time to let's go get this whooping." He has said, "Let's go get this whooping." He said, "You buy right, Daddy." So we went on down there, and then that first quarter. Or turn the ball over and over and over. I mean, it was a 23-point lead before you can blink an eye. I say, Red, I'm about ready to go home right now. <laughs> and lo and behold, somebody took a picture of me and my son. I'm so glad I was with the right person. <laughs> and it was a long distance shot. And they took that picture and they sent it to me. And I said, that's me. I enlarged that thing. I say, Randy, see, we're in the right place with each other. Praise God, you my son. <laughs> but at, but, but by halftime, they got within seven points. And then by, third, by the third quarter, they, they edged on up. And by the fourth quarter, they took the lead. And, and then it went down to the seconds. And here we are trembling and rejoicing and just having a good time. But, and, and they won. Ended up being a good game. That, it's not good to prejudge. I had prejudged them. I'm so glad I was wrong because a lot of time I am right about the Spurs. <laughs> they can make you mad, make you glad, and turn around and make you mad in the same game. But oh, I tell you, a God that won't send you on an emotional roller coaster. And his joy is more than an hour. He'll give you eternal, unspeakable joy to the glory of God. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 478 also says, you have put gladness in my heart. Now, some of y'all think if you get your nice looking pretty woman, you got gladness. Man, you can get, you can get a nice looking pretty fine woman and get madness. Yes, right. You know, you, you think they, that's not gladness. You think money can make you glad, but you, there are a lot of folk got a whole lot of money and don't have gladness. So there are folk that got nice, luxurious cars, but they don't have joy in the heart. There are people who live in an exclusive neighborhood and they fight like cats and dogs. They're miserable. They're hateful. They are mean. And I'm going to tell you something. All the mean folk is not outside the church. There's some mean folk right here. That's right. You sit next to somebody mean, go across the aisle over here. That's right. Listen. People can't give you gladness. 
Places can't give you gladness. Things cannot give you gladness. But I know a God who can put gladness in the heart. Do I have a witness here? Psalms 4, 7, 8 says, you have put gladness in my heart. You, Lord, have put gladness in my heart. You say, how do you get that gladness? How do you get it? I want it. Pastor, I don't want to be mean anymore. I don't want to be sucking. I don't want to be a sour pouch. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a, a, a grouch. I don't want to be the Grinch that stole Christmas. How do you get this gladness? I'm a visitor today and I'm miserable. I, I, I got all I, I need. I got a house. My bills are paid. I got food uh, in the pantry. I got food in the freezer. I got husband. I've seen my children and my grandchildren, but I ain't glad. How can I have some gladness in my heart? I'll tell you how you can get it. Focusing on the person of Christ. Focusing on the person of Christ, who he is and what he's done for you. Focusing on the glory of Christ. Giving him glory, honor, praise, adoration. The glory of Christ. Focusing on the love of Christ. How God loved you in spite of yourself. How, how God loved you with an unconditional love. Loved you with an immeasurable love. That's how you get gladness. Focusing on the grace of God. His amazing grace toward you will make you glad. Focusing on the mercy of Christ will bring gladness in the heart. The mercy of Christ will move us to sing joyfully to him as we serve the Lord with gladness. Now, you know what? Oh, God, help me preach this message. There are folks who have been coming to church for years but haven't truly learned how to worship God authentically. Do you realize you can come to church, you can dress up, look real nice, have a big Bible, and, uh, and still not worship God. You can come here, stay an hour and a half, and, uh, and still not worship God. Now, if you, want to, you just want to be in a church an hour and go home, this is not a church for you. We, we're going to stay a little over an hour now. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.